Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you. Illuminating Anorexia Eating Self and Body Shoes. Great to have your company. Okay, I want to talk again about getting beneath the binge. In the last episode, I was talking about the fact that if we want to get beneath the binge, we need to look at, track what is going on under the surface, inside ourselves, in our self-experience. We want to get in touch with the emotional hunger the challenging self-experience that is driving our behavior. So we also said binging, if we are not, you know, binging is not primarily about physical hunger. Although if we do not eat or take in sufficient food on a regular basis, we will definitely binge. We will definitely break our restrictions. If you're on the anorectic path, you will you know, your binges may not be objectively as large as someone else, but you will break your diet. You will call that a binge and it will cause you a lot of distress. For everyone on the disordered eating spectrum, binging causes a great deal of distress. And it's interesting that when we are in that path and we often don't understand why we binge, it feels very much out of our control. And it gets to a place where it is whoops, sorry, that was my door slamming. It gets to a place where it is out of control. It is completely out of control. You are taken over by a an urge which feels overwhelming and it's very hard to surf the urge, Or, but you can learn to do that. But one of the things that can really help you to start to break into what feels like mindless binging is to actually become aware of what is going on for you underneath the binge. What's going on? And you may need, probably will need some help to do this. Um, in the last episode, I was just giving you an example of one person's experience. Um, this lady was finding herself binging in the early hours of the morning, but as we tracked back through her day, we saw a lot of things going on in her world that then she processed inside her. It was her self-experience, how it ended up leaving her thinking and feeling and uh, valuing herself in the situation, how it left her and her challenge to process those feelings, those uh, thoughts and emotions. Let me just backtrack to, you know, I'm just want to recap for anyone who wasn't listening. I do suggest you listen to the last episode. But I was also saying that emotions, when I talk about emotional hunger, I'm not just talking about your feelings. Your emotions capture your whole self-experience. It is like the clay inside you that captures it. it it's that whole um, conglomeration of thoughts and feelings and self-experience. It's what's going on in your body. You know, when something happens, you will you will experience in your you will experience it in your body. There will be a place in your body where you feel those emotions. You feel the things that, if you could capture it, you would see there's, there's thinking, there's thinking that attaches to deeper beliefs that attach to memories and meaning. There is your feelings, whether it's anxiety or fear or some mixture of feeling. And there is just, it's, it's a complex, um, 
it's a complex, I'm just got my hands together. It's like I'm trying to portray for you what I mean. But your emotions capture your self-experience, your thinking, your feeling, your beliefs, the meaning this situation has for you, your feeling of what's going on inside your body. It's a whole person experience is what I'm trying to say. Ha, huh, I got there. Um, okay, so when I talk about your emotional hunger, I'm talking about your whole person experience, okay? Um, so back to this young person's experience of binging in the early hours of the morning. We, we tracked that back and we could see that through the day there was this emotional hunger uh, building up inside her. And because of her own sense of worth and value, her sense of self, she has learned and found it very difficult to stand up in her worth and value in a way that can help her to have appropriate boundaries, to assert herself uh, appropriately. And therefore, because all of her wants and needs go underground, get suppressed inside her, guess what? That hunger does not get met properly. It's not managed properly, that emotional hunger. And therefore, she ends up binging in the early hours of the morning because what she was hungry for in her experience was not met. And it turns into a food binge. Now, I won't go back into that particular scenario, but I'm thinking of another one. Like, you'll have your own, and it's great to track your experience. So I, I said in the last episode, I'd give you another example. So again, just being very mindful of keeping the details as generalized as possible. But another situation, and this was for a, a young person who was finding herself binging on the weekends, and particularly one night. And as we tracked back what was going on around that episode, we actually were able to track back into the fact that you know, there was stuff that went on during that day for her as well. And that evening she was going to a, a function that she didn't really want to go to. That She was ambivalent. She had some conflicting feelings about going to that function. And as we delved deeper into, into that, we it's just exploring. We just explored what was going on for her in her thinking, in her feeling. What was that about? What was going on? What meaning did that have for her? And we found that she, you know, there were people at this function that were going to be, it was going to be very challenging for her to go to this function. She hadn't really thought about it at the time and she came back and she binged and she was very upset with herself. But as we could track back through the lead up to that particular binge, we could see that there were some interactions, some relationships that had been problematic historically this wasn't just immediate history this was past history and in actual fact she had not been able to deal with them in a way that had been helpful for her so she had had to again suppress uh, what would have been a more helpful and healthful response to some of these challenges and because of that she found herself in a situation which probably wasn't the best situation for her and she just handled it the best way she could and that's what we do we handle things the best way we know how and it's not until we get some help with this that we can start to explore well what was going on 
and what were the alternatives? And even as we explored what was going on in this situation, this young person was able to see that where she had felt her binging just made no sense because she was eating reasonably regularly. Um, She wasn't starving her body. She had got to a place where she had made the decision and was able to not purge when she binged. That's an amazing achievement right there. So she was able to keep um, a regular meal plan going and her idea of what was healthy was, was okay as well. You know what she was actually feeding herself appeared to be okay. So it wasn't that she had a starvation trigger in the binge. It was more an emotional trigger that was going on for her. And again, she really didn't understand it. It felt very out of control. It really distressed her. It left her feeling very bad about herself. And yet, as we could unpack that, she was able to see and kind of externalize that experience to a, to enough degree that she was able to see, hey, this is not so random. This is not so mindless. This actually makes sense. There's stuff going on here that I can actually see and I can even have some compassion towards myself. Wow, okay. So that gives me the time and the space and the grace to explore this experience and see it differently and think about it with more breadth and more empathy, more self-compassion and see what the alternatives are there and even just find some healing in the fact that someone else is going, hey, yeah, that makes sense. Wow, that must have been really hard. So, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to experiencing ourselves as having worth and value and from that place being able to take the time and explore below the surface and I know that in this counseling relationship that's one of the wonderful things about a counseling relationship I think it's really unfortunate in a way that we have to pay for this but you may find that same level of safety with a good friend definitely but there is a skill that comes with counseling with unpacking that terrain in a way that is helpful and um, that's what counseling is all about it's really about providing a safe place for someone to have their experience to see it and experience it re-experience it in a new way find new meaning have a different experience with it so where some of those feelings for instance that came up for this person as she tracked back through the build-up to that event some of that caught it was hard for her to articulate she would not have been able to do that in an environment where there wasn't much time or empathy or understanding that wow okay gee that's interesting what was that like when you had that realization when that person said this or did that what was going on for you okay and how did that end up leaving you feeling and what did you do with that and as we could track that not with judgment but with acceptance and curiosity and compassion then that person 
can start to put the pieces together in a different way, find new meaning in the experience. It becomes more understandable and because it's more understandable, there's it, it opens itself up to finding um, more alternatives and options. So now one of those things that I was saying just before is that, you know, um, it's about self-worth and I think even in that relationship where you have someone uh, providing you with that space and a listening, caring ear. I know that I, I wish we lived in a world where that could happen without it having to be in a counselling space or whatever and sometimes it can but it is a unique space and um, it does allow for something special to occur so the reason I'm saying that is because that actual relationship and particularly if you can find those relationships in other areas of your life as well a friend who will listen without judgment how beautiful is that that actually says to you you have worth and value when someone asks you questions when someone is interested in your well-being when someone has the time to listen to you and to be curious about your situation with you to be confidential with your personal information to treat you with respect to understand that wow there go I but by the grace of God if I'd walked in that person's shoes and had their life experience I'd probably be uh, reacting responding just like this you know so there's that empathy there's that understanding there's that there's that care there's that confidentiality so it doesn't have to just be in a counseling space but any relationship that can mirror that back to you reflect that back to you is actually saying to you or modeling to you your worth and your value so that's really important because your worth and value helps you to stand up in ways that are life affirming and health promoting it helps you to have healthy boundaries it helps you to assert yourself in situations where you need to assert yourself to say what you need what you want what you think what you value that your your thoughts your needs your wants are as um, important significant have as much you have as much right to have those heard and it be have them be expressed as anyone else and the interesting thing is when we do stand up, so it's it's a spiraling upward as I mentioned last time and I'll go into that in another episode, the fact that when we have a sense of self-worth, then we will stand up in ways that are appropriate. You know, we will have boundaries. We will be able to put boundaries on things that are not good for us. We will be able to express ourselves in ways that are helpful for us and at the same time respectful of others and the amazing thing is as we do these things they will further build our sense of worth and value so we spiral upwards I'm going to come back and speak more about that whole idea of self-concept and how our beliefs and thoughts and behaviors work together to build us up or to drag us down I'll come back and speak to that in another space all I want to say here was give you another example of you know getting beneath the binge and saying to you that it really is important to look at that emotional hunger the self-experience that is driving your behavior in the 4x4 that is very much part of what we do in the fourth key the action key 
and um, you can certainly find out more about that by just coming to my website michellesparks.com great to talk to you and I love your feedback your questions love you to rate and review the show and until next time travel well